0: We affirm that in instances where a Christian's responsibilities to God and his fellow man are not hindered, the Christian may choose to obey some unjust commands when such commands can be obeyed without engaging in sin. This may be because compliance with a command is done under duress, because compliance is expedient, or because compliance is rendered in an exaggerated fashion in order to further expose the wickedness of the command. That is article number seven. For the Warrington Declaration on Medical Mandates, Biblical Ethics, and Authority. We looked at the preamble in the first six articles last week. We're picking up with article number seven this week. We'll see how far we get. I'm Troy Skinner. This is the Faith Debate on News Radio 930 WFMD. Thank you so much for spending part of your Sunday morning with us, or if you're listening later on the podcast, thank you for spending part of whatever day it is. We appreciate it very much. Uh, you can contact uh, me and connect through social media and all that sort of stuff through. My website householdoffaithinchrist.com well it's my church's website i'm the pastor there householdoffaithinchrist.com that that connects to this show and social media and everything you'd ever want to know and then some probably about me and the church and this show and that sort of thing. Joined this week again by David Forsey. He pastors a church that meets in a whole bunch of different locations throughout the, the um, Frederick County, Washington County area, kind of the Potomac region. Uh, I like to call it the uh, the a mole Church, but uh, I think the multi-location Potomac area church might be a, a, a better kind of a name. And Daniel Rasvey. Uh, He's also a pastor with a church in Thermont. They don't really have a name, but they do have a ministry called Conquered by Love Ministries, and they're online at conqueredbylove.org. And so I just read number seven. Uh, I just want to say last week we commented uh, over and over again on how well written this all is. Um, This one didn't jazz me as much, but it's it's not well written, but this one didn't seem quite as punchy as the other ones.
1: But anyway, what do you think about the content of it? Well, this is one of those, well, you may do this if you want to. It's, it's, that's why I think they're less forceful, because this, this is talking about, does the Christian have the, any choice at all in the matter? Can he choose to obey something just because he wants to, even though he's not required to? And, you know, it talks about command is being done under duress, or it's uh, expedient. It, it's helpful in some other way. I thought the last thing is interesting because compliance is rendered in an exaggerated fashion in order to further expose the wickedness of the command. Uh, You've heard the term malicious compliance type of thing. Yeah. Right. You're mocking them. You get 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 an annoying electric bill, so you pay it in pennies, right, and you bring a truckload of pennies to the electric company. I've I've seen people do that. That sort of thing is kind of what they're talking about. And so they give proof text for that. I thought that was funny. So I, (laughs) I went and looked at one. Matthew 5 is what they talk about, which is the whole passage that says, Uh, you know, if somebody slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other one. And Mm. if somebody sues you to take your tunic, take them, take your cloak. Also, uh, if somebody makes you walk a mile, go two miles. So the thing I, I like that they put this there because I, I talk about this a lot when I preach It, it, many people get this whole passage wrong they think oh well christian needs to be humble at needs to just give everything and, and and not ever resist or fight back or do anything uh, you know self-defense a, a lot of people that are pacifists use this passage a lot saying self-defense is not a biblical concept well no slaps you on the right cheek that's a a slap in the face is an insult not a uh, not a um injury and so when you turn the other cheek say hey go ahead and slap me again you're uh, in first of all, shaming them because now you're forcing them to use their unclean hand is what they would, they would say in the culture. But then think about the going one mile, go with them two miles. Well, the soldier can force you to walk a mile, but he can't make you walk two miles. In fact, if he if he gets caught making you walk two miles, then he's going to get in trouble. So you're insulting him and shaming him by doing that. So all these things were ways for you to actually. Uh, show shame to the one that's causing this, these punishments. It has nothing to do with defense or whatever. So it is actually a great example of malicious compliance, I think. And I, I'm, I'm really glad they brought that uh, yeah. verse in there. I, I never thought of it in that specific way. How
0: about you, David? Any thoughts on this particular article? That was the word I was looking for last week. I couldn't think of the word. These are called articles.
2: <laughs> article 7. Um, yeah, I mean, I, right, so they're making the point that, hey, uh, even if an uh, an authority is is outside their jurisdiction okay. right? you have no right but it's I'll not, do it anyway right it's not it's not wrong unless of course it's sin which they say here uh, it's not wrong to obey to go along with someone who is outside of their jurisdiction if and then they give you know, these possible scenarios. And these are not like, exhaustive. I don't think they're intended right, to yeah, exhausted.
1: Yeah. exhaustive. But well, we were talking off air about um, if if some random old man says something to you, you want to honor him even though he doesn't have authority over you because you think it's it's a good thing to do. Uh, right. That That might be – this might be kind of related to that, right, where he might say, hey, hold the door open for me, and you don't have any obligation to do so, but you're going to do Correct. so – because it's the right it's nice and it's it's there's other things that could be gained by it you know such as his respect maybe the opportunity to witness and maybe other people see uh, a christian way to behave and that's uh, humble and so on right right yeah yeah okay Even though he can't actually command you to do something because he doesn't have authority over you
2: yeah I, unless he's holding a gun at me and you know says <laughs> open the door for me <laughs> and that'd, i that'd say well sure. you know what no no sweat, buddy. I got you covered.
0: <laughs> That'll be under duress. <laughs> but, but if
2: he
1: shoots you in the right cheek, do you have to turn the left cheek? <laughs> yeah, only if I can. <laughs> so number
0: eight says, so we had, uh, this is a denial. We deny that any human or group of humans who claim to be civil authorities are, in that's interesting, who claim to be civil authorities hmm. are in actuality recognized by God to be hmm. civil authorities solely by virtue of their claims to that authority or the claims of those who support them. Cough, cough, alternate electors, cough, cough. Yeah, that's something that uh, feels <laughs> that's kind of on the nose.
2: Lot.
1: That's been talked about a lot in these... Uh, kind of on the nose um, for these days and times. But it's not, it's not just that, I guess, no. right? not necessarily.
2: Does the, uh, does the bureaucratic state fit under this?
1: Yeah, I, I wonder if they're talk, trying to talk about like the constitutionally recognized areas of authority of government and then the bureaucrats that overstep those right. bounds. And well, I, so,
2: and I mean, it wasn't the, the bureaucrats didn't overstep their bounds. It was the the those elected who delegated what they couldn't at, could constitutionally didn't have permission to delegate to bureaucrats, right?
1: Right. They give pa- they gave power that they didn't actually yeah. have.
2: Correct. Yeah. So that they could have that power. <laughs> right. Yeah. And everybody. Bye.
0: Not everyone yeah. who says they are an authority actually is necessarily in authority just because they said so. Right. Why are you yeah. gonna do it? Because I said so. That's not necessarily gonna cut it is what they're saying here. Yeah. I know. think we move on to number nine. We affirm that true civil authorities are legitimate to the extent they, as appointed by God, bear the sword to fulfill the description of what civil authorities are in scripture, namely that they punish evil and praise good according to their civil office and
1: jurisdiction. So the the counterpoint to that is what I've heard a lot of people point out, and th- th- there, they, there is a something to be said, for when Romans 13 was written, the famous passage that says obey government because they punish evil and praise good. It was written during the time of Nero, who famously punished a lot of good people, um, mm-hmm. Christians, right? So
2: what, how do you deal with that? Where well, it's, it's Paul's talking
1: about the civil government it's supposed to punish well, evil.
2: In a, in a lot of Paul's experience, though, the civil government is, is, is rescuing him from, right, you go back through Acts, right? And right, a lot of Paul's experiences that he's had, the civil government, and even just, you know, when he's in Jerusalem, right, and there's a whole, you know... And he says, tr- I, I there, appeal to... There, there's a whole troop that when it's found out that there's a plot against Paul, escort him, right? Right. Uh, like a couple hundred infantry and... That's a, true. A score horsemen, right? So, I mean, I I think to be fair, like this is this really is before the Roman persecution. When yeah,
1: talk about secret service protection, that's a pretty
2: <laughs> pretty big detail. It is. It is. Yeah. And um, so so if I were to if I were to try and communicate what they're saying here, I think what they're saying here is that the the civil authority uh only that they only have the authority to do. God says is good, and if God says that's not a good thing, then that's outside their jurisdiction. Then, then they're stepping right. past their yeah. Because Romans
0: thirteen, it goes on to say about you, you basically you, um, you you give them their due, you honor them, you give them the honor that they're due. If they're not due the honor, if right. they're not actually doing what the government's supposed to do, right? If, they're, if there's two different dues there, if they're <laughs> Two different yes. do-do's there. Uh, <laughs> if they're not punishing evil and uh, and, and uh, praising the good, if they're not doing those things, then what honor are they really do? And so that's part of the Romans 13 context as well. Um, this has been an important clarification, a reminder for the church in recent years because I don't know that people talked about it in these terms up until a couple of years mm-hmm. back. I think this had kind of been forgotten. We talked about that a little bit last week as well. We used R.C. Sproul as our example of that i think The number 10 now we affirm that civil magistrates have lawful authority to punish civil crimes like assault murder rape theft fraud man stealing and false witness and to ensure proper due process through the civil courts payment of liability for verifiably proven harm and proportionality of punishment so this is definitely piggybacking on the last one. We've kind of touched like on some It seems of like already.
2: they're zeroing in on the specific things that civil government That is they should doing. be punishing. And yeah. this
1: kind of harks back to our uh, discussion about theonomy um, because they're getting all these um, – did you listen to that, by the way? The, no. Uh-uh. Shows? You should go
2: back and I'm sorry, to I'm sorry I missed videos. it. I wish I'd been there. Yeah. So <laughs> that,
1: yeah, there's a number of shows back. But
0: I uh, can't remember. Did we get spirited? <laughs> <laughs> it was a spirit Slightly. of faith debate. Slightly, those are always the um, best ones.
1: But the, the the thing is, a lot of the arguments against my interpretation of theonomy and how I would I would say that today's government should be doing what the Bible, specifically the Old Testament and the New Testament, but a lot of the laws there, they should be doing that and only that. That's kind of what they're saying here, but that's not a very uh, it's not a lengthy list. It's a short list. But that's but that's not very appealing to many people who kind of oppose the theonomy. They say, oh, you shouldn't, the civil government shouldn't be doing things because the Bible says for them to do it. They should be doing, you know, secular stuff, not, There's, no,
2: there's no such thing.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, Yes. I, I didn't say that was my argument.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, this is touching on that, but they're, they're only dipping a toe because it's not a deep dive in that area because there's not a whole lot of uh, debate and disagreement and, you know, on, the, uh, f- on, on these particular things, yeah. whether right.
1: whether the government can punish murder. I mean, you're or complete, fraud. Yeah, you're yeah. completely
0: demonic if you're in favor of murder, rape, stealing well, from people
1: left and right. There are plenty of people who support the murder of babies right now. They're well, well that's and, demonic. And, I agree. And, I agree. <laughs> and, what, and what we currently
2: have in our in our government is uh, is they're they're not. Our, our civil. Our civil authorities are not punishing these things. Are not wielding the sword.
0: Right. Yeah. Not consistently for sure, on rare occasion, <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: yeah, and so... A random
0: uh, act of, of accidental law enforcement does occur. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know,
2: I'm, I mean, that means that they're... So, so they're, they're not performing the duties that they ought to be. And, yeah. And they're performing duties that they do not have authority to perform. Yeah, to
0: ensure the proper due process through the civil courts. There are some people that from early January of 2021 that uh, would like to remind the civil authorities of that line. How um, It's things, been years things now. like speedy trials and such. Exactly. And proportionality of punishment. They they go through a tourist stroll through a lobby and they spend the rest of their life in jail. Like what? <laughs> so anyway. You conspiracy theorists, you. Yeah. Yeah, well, yes. don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11, uh, we affirm that the United States did not land on the... No. Uh, that, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that Christians should obey the biblically lawful instructions and commands of earthly authorities to the extent of their proper God-ordained role and jurisdiction. This feels like just buttoning up what they've been saying. I don't know if there's anything new in this. Um
1: no, but number twelve is great because they anticipated my comment about. Oh, Nero. we want to just him. jump right into number twelve. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. We deny that the Pauline era reign
0: of Emperor Nero can be credibly invoked to invalidate the limiting description of what constitutes legitimate civil authority in Romans thirteen. First, this is due to the clear witness of Scripture regarding the identity and characteristics of legitimate biblical civil authority, and second, to the fact that the neuronic persecution did not begin until the great fire of Roman AD 64, which was seven years after the writing of the book of Romans in 57 AD.
1: So there you have it. Yep. Which is not exactly what you said a minute ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, we're,
0: we're ahead of the game. This is why we like the statement so much. We agree with it.
1: <laughs> oh, we're getting to something I disagree with, I think. Oh, yeah? And maybe maybe next week. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's farther uh, down. So I've read it so
0: quite a bit. All right, so it's not number 13. I don't think so, It no. can't be number 13. My, no. my, my, my wife really favors number 13. You can't, you can't, you can't hate on number 13, okay? <laughs> okay. So, but by the way, we moved past 11 and 12 really quick, but was there anything we wanted to say there other than celebrating the fact that we were prescient?
1: No, that's that's pretty clear, pretty good. Okay. I
2: I think these are good inclusions for them to have. I mean, they're being very thorough. I would just say
1: they made a good point because one passage of Scripture says this, and you can't say, well, okay, that's the only—you have to take all of Scripture because Scripture informs Scripture. And— there are no contradictions. So if there appear to be contradictions, maybe there are some exceptions to the rule. Maybe there's just more nuance that you weren't aware of. But you need to make sure you take all of Scripture, not just yeah. one little verse.
0: It's not just sola scriptura, right? That, scripture alone, but it's tota scriptura,
1: and that's, all of Scripture. That's one thing I really like about this statement so far. And when you can't see because you're not—you're uh, listening to this radio show. You don't see. Go, go to the website, warrentondeclaration.com. You can see, like, every couple— Words there's a scripture reference so you, and you can click it and go to the Bible verse online and actually read it you can see the context so they're giving proofs they're not just spouting random theological statements they actually have very specific scriptures that they're that they're, they're citing yeah for example the first three going
0: back to last week's show the first three uh, articles have like 20 something
1: proof texts <laughs> <You>
2: know, <laughs> yeah I, I think i think it thins out a little bit as it goes but it's building on that that foundation right, right. these are just clear extrapolations yeah. from from All the right. principles again.
0: here's the uh much ballyhooed number 13. okay
2: we deny that
0: the specific authority granted to Pilate to execute christ jesus it's interesting they've referred to him as christ jesus multiple times here it's, it's more That's of a style. How Paul,
1: it's how Paul refers to yeah, a it's, lot of it's, times. It's,
0: it's just not the way we normally We say happen. Jesus Christ. Usually. Right, yeah. I will, I will personally say Christ Jesus on occasion just to kind of change things up, but it's just, I'm noticing now it says, Multiple the, times they've the, done that.
2: They're emphasizing the fact that, that he's he is, king. That he is the king with all authority. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I
0: think it's intentional. Yeah. We okay. So back to the start of thirteen. We deny that the specific authority granted to Pilate to execute Christ Jesus according to God's plan of redemption is evidence of a general principle of civil civil governance whereby civil magistrates retain legitimate authority to do evil or make any commands outside the bounds of their jurisdiction just Which, because the romans did it and got away with it doesn't mean it's okay. Well,
2: <laughs> well, so I mean what comes to mind is is when Jesus says like I no one what he says no one no one takes my life, right? Like I I lay it down and right. I take it back up again. And so so this is only this is only this is this is, all, this is this is all this is all happening under it's, under, a, it's an interesting conversation because Jesus
1: basically comes to Pilate, and says, wait, "Wait, you think you have? It? No, I'm God. I'm letting you do this, and to prove it, I'm going to come back to life in three days." Yeah.
2: Well, and I, I mean, he says, uh, maybe they're they're addressing the the conversation there, right, where Jesus says, like, you you wouldn't have the authority to do this if I didn't give it to you. Right. Right.
1: So there are maybe circumstances where God gives authority to certain people to carry out certain things which would not normally be under their jurisdiction so for example god gives authority to oh. joshua to go kill every man woman and child and animal in a certain town that's not authority for every government to kill their neighboring country with indiscriminately at all times right mm. there's a specific time that doesn't mean god won't ever do it again he may and it it's it certainly you can't use it as a, as a Rule making, rule making premise, and they're using this to to
0: disarm the rather uh, limited thinking kind of arguments that people make. Is well, even Jesus didn't push back on what the government did. I mean, they killed him, they beat him, and crucified him, and and he took it. And so that's what we as Christians need to do. And they're saying, yeah, you're that's a really horrible argument. That's not for all the reasons we've talked about. All the reasons that are listed on these four lines. Because
1: they put that in there, I never heard that uh, used as an argument. Yeah, I'm assuming that somebody somewhere must have
0: because that speaks. To me, it feels like it's speaking to an argument, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: they're 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 anticipating,
0: because number fourteen clearly is. We mentioned this one (laughs) last. We mentioned this one last week. We deny that the only reason one may lawfully disobey an authority is if they are commanded to sin by that authority. Boom. That's exactly what we're talking about, the R.C. Sproul argument. And not just speed. Like that was the main line, mainstream argument my whole life.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so you're telling me that if, uh, or they are, in the statement, right, if the government comes and says you have to do this because we said so, we can say that's not within your jurisdiction if it's not.
0: That's what they're, they're saying.
2: And therefore I don't have to do it. And, now, have as, as example, example, the consequences because but, they've got but, guns and but stuff. But as an example, <laughs> you might, you Paul you might did have that. to take
1: it to court. Right? <laughs> <And> Paul, <laughs> that's, but, that's what we do but around Paul here. Paul did that. They went in and and, and uh, commanded Paul to be flogged, and Paul said, "Wait a minute, that's not in your jurisdiction. I'm a citizen. You can't do your jurisdiction is to flog non-citizens. You can't flog citizens. You can't condemn me without a trial. I get due process." And he was stood in, standing up for his rights strong enough that they they all got scared <laughs> they, they thought they were gonna you know get punished for it so yeah. we definitely should follow that example
2: yeah
0: so i don't and have anything more to say on that because we talked about it a little bit last and, week already and, but so and i you guys.
2: i think i think there's an important point there to make uh which is and this maybe goes back to reasons why you would say no to uh a, an, a supposed authority who is outside their jurisdiction is to, to remind them that they are not God, Mm -hmm. right? That they, that they, they can't just claim whatever authority that they want. Right. And that, in some ways that is, that's the loving thing to do, right? To remind, (laughs) to remind someone that they're stepping outside their authority, their God given authority. And when they do that, that they are, they are trying to take the place of God, even if it's in a small way, um, and so, so it's, it's or you're taking
1: encro- encro- encroaching on somebody else's authority,
2: right? Which is uh, uh, right, and and so it's a well, it, it's a, it it's may a not creep. even be God's
1: right. authority, but you're taking it from somebody else who's God's ordained to be in there, in that in that area. Yeah,
0: and what that's the, the big problem thing. we have in our culture today. We haven't told each other often enough. Look, you're not God,
1: and you're outside <laughs> your
0: your jurisdiction. You, like you know, yeah. you need to stay in your land, and you need to remember you're not God, and we don't. We're not comfortable telling each other these truths in today's culture, and so look at where that's gotten us.
2: Well, and, and it's, it's, inter- I think it's combined with also not honoring authorities that actually are there, mm. right? Because if you, uh, if, if we encouraged children to honor their parents, right, as and for parents to exercise that authority over their children, uh, then you know there would be. More, more people would be honored and would be exercising authority, right? It would be much more, the authority would be much more shared and spread out uh, than, than, it, than it currently is in Which so is by
0: design, because they don't want shared and spread out authority, they want centralized authority. That's kind of the goal that they're driving at, I think. When I say they, I mean those who are right. representing the power structures and all that sort of thing. Let me read this next one. I'm not sure how much time we'll have to talk about, but at least read number 15. Is the final uh, article in section one. We affirm that disobedience is also permissible should any command be given outside of the jurisdiction of the particular authority. For example, throughout history, civil governments have sought to force individuals into certain vocations, foisted improper controls over affairs of the church, and imposed restrictions over the number of children that a family is permitted Mm -hmm. to have. Frequently, these kinds of orders are claimed to be for the greater good of the public. To whatever extent these commands would not have required anyone to sin, obedience is still not morally obligated since these commands are outside the Jurisdiction of the authority making the command. Yeah, we've we've got like almost no time, so maybe we need to think about sparing and, and saving our thoughts for next time. Unless you have a quick pithy thought you'd like to share. No, I mean, I think now. I
1: I generally agree with it. Um, I'm really excited for next week when we'll get into section two, the application to medical mandates. That's
0: what you is- were crawling for, crying for last week, right? Like, I want to see how they're going to apply all this, right? How they're going to do this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Daniel's excited. Next week. Hopefully Next you're excited, week. too. Same bat channel, same bat time <laughs> for the Faith Debate. That's Daniel Razley who's excited, and uh, I'm, I'm excited for him. I haven't seen him this have uh, uh, ramped up on the Faith Debate since I argued with him about theonomy. Um, David Forsey, he's not quite so uh, hyped up, but that's David Forsey for you. Uh, uh, David and Daniel, thank you so much. I'm Troy Skinner. You can find us online at wfmd.com. You can also find me at my church's website, householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's householdoffaithinchrist.com. Yeah, we're going to continue with the Warrington Declaration on Medical Mandates and Biblical Ethics and Authority next week, 167
2: and a half hours from right now. God bless.